0: Welcome in to another edition of the Commitment Issues Podcast. I'm Woody Womack, back better than ever, uh, joined for a very special episode by uh, over-under expert and Florida recruiting analyst Rob Casty. Rob, how's it going? It's
1: going, man. I've spent my morning blasting gospel music at 100. I, I don't know how I got onto that, but somehow it's happened and I'm feeling the gospel this morning.
0: Well, yeah, and I got you on a mission to go secure uh, secure the bag for me later with the uh, record sale down there <laughs> in Miami. A special. Yeah, I was going to from- go tomorrow. You don't think those things will sell out, do you? Well, I don't know. You yeah, tell I'll me. Go, I'll go tomorrow after we do our rankings call and see what happens. All right. So, so Nick is not with us uh, because I didn't ask him to be on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> probably drunk somewhere <laughs> uh, because uh we are doing a special over under podcast to tie into Rob's uh, articles we meant to do one every day but uh, I was out of I was out of dodge and uh, so was Nick so uh that left us uh, to catch up. So we're going to catch up on the, three, the first three conferences, including the ACC, which came out today uh, when you're listening to this. So we're going to start there, work our way backwards, and then uh, we'll try to uh, correspond it for the rest of the week with the other two conferences we have remaining. So Rob, let's jump right into it. I have let's your just say hey, real
1: quick, before we jump right into it, let's, let, I want to tout the fact that I went
0: 33 and 26 and four last year on these. Okay, so so if you' followed Rob, you'd be in the money, right? Absolutely. Okay, so we' start with the ACC, which you were six, six, and two last year. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so we're gonna uh, we're gonna try to go relatively rapid fire except my biggest problem is I didn't look at the uh, <laughs> I didn't look at these schedules because I was uh, traveling overnight and taking a nap and having a migraine. Uh, so Boston College, okay, we'll jump into them first. the over under. On the old Golden Eagles is six. Now, Rob, go ahead and, and give us your pick there first.
1: I took a push. I like the running back. I like Adazio. I I don't like much beyond that. Uh, I I know it's a cop out, but I, I can see them going bowling at six and six.
0: I'm going to take the under here. I really I'm I know they have a really good running back, but I'm struggling to really get past four or five wins, uh, even if you give them an upset in there. Push push is optimistic in my opinion. I don't I don't I don't really see him. Uh, I just don't see it. I don't find I don't see the wins on the schedule, Rob. So uh, big well, shot Vegas minus one eighty for the over, which is insanity. Really? So for the uh, non gambling uh, junkies out there, that means uh, more money is coming in on the over, right? So because you'd have to risk more money to win that one, correct? Yes. Bet
1: one hundred, bet 180 to win 100 is how that works.
0: All right. So, all right, moving on. Next, Clemson. This one is a big number, 10 and a half. So that basically means they need to go 11 and 1. Uh, they play a big game at Texas A&M Week 2. Uh, they play at Florida State this year as well. Uh, they, have, they have South Carolina at home. You went ahead and took the under, correct? I did. Um, and I think I'd have to go the same, ten and two. I like Clemson's team. I like their defense, obviously, but we've seen them over the past few years trip up at least once where they lost a pit. Who did they lose to last year? They lose to a team that we didn't expect last season. Yeah, they got upset by somebody last year. I can't, it wasn't Syracuse, was it? No, it was no, somebody. it was Syracuse. No, it was Syracuse because uh, because Kelly Bryant got knocked out of the game and. Uh, Zarek Cooper came in. I remember. It was oh, like Cooper says. If Kelly
1: Bryant gets knocked out of the game this year, the greatest football player of all time replaces him.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly. We we have talked about maybe he comes in even before that. But the t- it's a tough road schedule. They're at Georgia Tech as well, uh, which you know they'll have a lot of fans there. But still, that's a tough game to prepare for. Um, you know, uh, you you have your doubts about Florida State, but I just look at it and think, okay, you know, they're probably. They're probably going to split those two, and then my guess would be they get upset once more along the way. So uh, I'm going under as well. Duke, six and a half. Boy, that seems like a big number, just, just reading it off the top of my head. Um, yeah, go ahead, Rob. would would you go ahead and pick for the old Blue Devils? I took the under. People love them.
1: They're kind of becoming a trendy pick to make some noise, which means that's not going to happen, Right. I, you know, they play at Miami and they play in Clemson at Clemson both in the month of November. I, I don't see it either, man. It seems like a, six and a half seems like a giant number. I maybe they win six and go bowling, and you know that's a good season for everybody. Dave Cutcliffe's a great coach, but I, I cannot see seven ones.
0: Okay, so I look. I'm looking at their schedule. They could easily be four and zero headed into uh, the Virginia Tech game. They got Army, and then they're at Northwestern, at Baylor, and they play NC Central. So Northwestern at least- will beat them.
1: Uh, don't don't underestimate how good Northwestern is under Pat Fitzgerald like man I don't I don't see that as even I mean I guess it's winnable but
0: I, okay so say they're 3 and 1 but then you I mean that's they're getting close that they you know Pitt could be a win Virginia could be a win North Carolina could be a win Wake Forest could be a win I view all those as toss-ups so you know what forget it take the over I'm going I'm going over on the old uh, Blue Devils to cover there now, this one controversial. Next up, Florida State, eight. Now, you're talking about the number 19 team in the country. So clearly, Vegas and uh, the coaches and, and uh, the media members who vote in the polls are not in agreement on this one, right? That's uh, what it appears to be. Yeah. I- Sorry, I get a text from our editor asking me
1: about a story that I sent in that I have to resend. So I, got, <laughs> I got, I got, I got distracted there. You, um, you know so. where I'm at with FSU. I, I don't, I don't see it. I just Willie Taggart's a fine coach, and I think he's the right coach for the job, and I think they're going to be good. But they have not announced the starting quarterback, and even if it is Francois, is that much of it? I mean, you're replacing a coach that won the national championship somewhere along the line, we decided that Jimbo Fisher was a bad coach and he was the problem. I don't see that as a very likely (laughs) situation. So I don't, I don't know how the win total is going to jump. I mean, how this team is going to get that much better from one year to another, just by changing the coach and possibly having your quarterback back who, you know, let's be honest, wasn't exactly, you know, a Heisman
0: front runner in the first. (laughs) Okay. Well, see, I think you're, I still think you're forgetting. uh, I think Francois was pretty good that year. So I think that's one thing. The thing that concerns me is they open with Virginia tech. Okay. That's a ranked team. Then they play at Miami in uh, October. They play Clemson and they play at NC state, which NC state should be ranked higher than them. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> proving your point. NC state's unranked. Give me a break. Right. Yeah. I'm- then they play at Notre Dame at the play. They go Clemson, NC state, Notre Dame, uh, back to back to back, no bye week in there. I mean, that's a brutal slate. They play Wake Wake Forest the week before that, so I mean, if you want to throw in there, there is a tough game. And then they got Boston College and Florida. So if I'm if I'm doing the old schedule game, I, I'm going to say a push here. I think it's going to be, I think Willie win. I think they win eight, but I just think anything more than that's going to be tough, just because of the way the back half of that schedule is. You know, I could easily see them going you know, two and three down the stretch or or three and two at the best. So, you know, assuming that, you know, they, they, they trip up maybe against Miami or Virginia I Tech. Think I think mean, people forget
1: the, how difficult these transition years can be. I mean, look at Tom Herman last year. It's not – even if you have a good coach, which we all – I think you and I agree that Willie Taggart is a fine football coach. He's going to be great for state. It's just that first year, especially when you take over a team that's been struggling, to expect that kind of jump just – and he may play James Blackman. I mean, we're assuming Francois is the starter. Nobody has told us that, right? I mean, it's possible that he's going to start Blackman.
0: Yeah, I had, I had thought Blackman was going to be the guy initially, but I changed my mind over the past uh, past little while. But uh, I don't know. It's, that's a tough one. I would be a stay away from me if I were uh, you know, of, of man of uh, you know, w- wagering ability. I would stay away from them. But I think that's, that's one of the most intriguing lines uh, that you see. And all of college football. All right, next up, Georgia Tech, five and a half. Let me tell you something, Rob. You take out a second mortgage and put it on the Yellow jacket. <laughs> it's it's a uh, one. Se- the is minus one seventy five, which is a that's huge. That means, you know, they're they're begging you to take the under, right? Yeah. But I mean, I just don't. I just don't see how they don't. They went five and seven last year. No, five and six because they didn't play UCF. They would have been five and seven. Because um, they would have lost that game. I got news for you, but I mean, I remember being there. They lost that Tennessee game. Remember they remember how badly they blew that game. Yeah, uh, t- and that was a f- that was a four and eight Tennessee team. That I mean, they had them on the ropes. The game was over, and they blew it. But uh, you look at their schedule. Okay, play the old schedule game. Alcorn State. You know, they, they might be two and they put. Then they got to go to USF, which is a tough game. Then they go to Pitt. Then they got Clemson. So they might be two and two. But after that, I feel like Bowling Green, win. Louisville, I, I'm so down on Louisville. Win. Duke, win. Uh, and then they got – in the back half, they got UNC and Virginia. So right there – You
1: want to talk about so – I'm way down on UNC and Louisville. but
0: UNC. Right. So that gets you to six right there. And assuming that's, – that's assuming they lose to Miami, Virginia Tech, Georgia and USF and Clemson. Look, we
1: always hear these other coaches talk about how it's kind of different. I mean, Georgia Tech gets these upset wins too because the triple option, right? Like that's not something you prepare for all season. It's something that sneaks up on you and then all of a sudden it's on you. And it's different than anything else you're going to face. Plus, they have a quarterback and Taquan Marshall who's run it last year and looked pretty good at times. I mean, sure, you know, whatever. They didn't make a bowl game, but if you watched them, as I did, because I was often wagered on them, or they, uh, he looked pretty comfortable in it and was, I, th- I thought had a pretty good season, all things considered. And he's back. I man, I think they're
0: going bowling. You me, me too. I think we're that. That's one of our. Uh, I mean. Lock, stone Cold Locks, I would say. I, I'm really, uh, I'm really in on that one. So, all right, moving on. Louisville, they're number seven, in losing the Heisman Trophy winner and basically the guy who single handedly carried them to wins over the past few years. And they have March. to play Alabama out of the gate and probably get their hopes and dreams crushed. Right. They will. They will lose that game by thirty five points. Uh, yeah. That's my. That is my personal opinion. You know, I keep hearing all these other podcasts and, and reading these articles about how great Jawan passes. I mean, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I you can't, even, uh, can't even spit it out. I just, you know, I'm just, uh, you know, Nick and I have watched a lot of him in high school. I, I was telling somebody, Nick and I were somewhere, and, I, and we were t- I was telling somebody, look, we've seen him more. I scouted him more in high school because they played a lot of Thursday games. So it was like, hey, let's go down to Columbus and watch him. And I mean, Nick would get so mad at me because I drag him along to shoot video. And somehow they would win the game by thirty points, and we wouldn't have any highlights of Juwan Pass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what would ha- what would happen. So uh, I maybe he's maybe he, he is dynamic. He he's a big dude. He's tough to tackle. But that first game, they're just going to get hammered. So figure they go. They're zero one out of the gate. After that, they should win their next three. But then it's then it's. Uh, Florida State, Georgia Tech, at Boston College, and then you got Wake Forest, and then you know the back half. You got the game against Kentucky, and NC State, and Clemson. And so like Kentucky is so, Rob Cassidy going to be sneaky good special? I think. Right. So I mean, I can only get to you know, I can really only get them to five, six max. I do not see more than seven. So. Um, and I think Lackford and I have talked about this and he's, he's on board with that one too. Mr. Louisville expert, putting our listeners to sleep. Um, that, that would be, that would be one that we're both in on too. I I would definitely, uh, look at, look hard at that one. All right. Miami. Now this one strikes me as very low. Well, uh, it's minus
1: two ten. you know, like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay. So in order to, if you're in, in betting terms, in order to win, uh, you know, in order to win a hundred dollars, uh, you have to bet two hundred and ten, which is a massive number. Uh eight and a half is the over under. And I think, Rob, this one's this one seems like a slam dunk for you on the over, right?
1: Yeah, I took the over and I think it I mean, obviously Vegas agrees. I you know, if this was real life and I wasn't being forced to make a play for every team, I would just not touch it because two ten is an insane minus two ten is insanity. But, you know, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that break in this exercise. So I took Miami. I think they'll easily go over eight and a half. You know, I think it should be another nine or 10, win season. Uh, you know, the running game and the defense alone is enough to, to carry them there, I think.
0: Well, I think the concern is the quarterback. I got news for you. Miami's going to smash LSU in week one, in my opinion. Okay. So, take that for data. LSU being the number 25 team in the country. Is Does it seem crazy.
1: to you that they're kind of being held together by duct tape? It seems like there's a new LSU story every day of something happening there in camp or somebody's transferring or somebody's unhappy. Well, the fans are a the little bit guys- on edge about Orgeron. It, uh, it just seems like this thing's coming off the rails. And in, in the, the last way.
0: week, in the last week, they had two players get suspended for being arrested, who were contributors, and they had two quarterbacks transfer. They have two scholarship quarterbacks on the roster. You know, I mean, it, 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 where's the and it, wh- who 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 is the running back? Yeah, the, the they're replacing. Yeah, they're replacing. They're replacing guys. I, right. I just don't see it, man. So we'll get not when we talk SEC, but I see Miami. I fully see Miami being five and O headed into the Florida State game. I probably if I was picking I'd have them winning that which which has me running the table. I think they're going to be 9 and 1 or 10 and 0 headed into the Virginia Tech game. Wow. Yeah, so uh I mean, that, that gives it, that means, that means you're celebrating. If you bet on this one, you're, you're, you're buying Thanksgiving dinner by, because on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But you will have to bet five grand to win anything. Uh,
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. But I think by the time they play Georgia tech, by the time they come here to Atlanta uh, in November, uh, they will uh, already have covered that number. So Miami fans no can't get mad at us this time. Right, Rob? No, absolutely uh, not. They'll find a way. North Carolina, five and a half. Now this was weird because they had so many injuries last year that uh, they had so many injuries last year that it just seemed like things quickly went off went off the rails. The year before that, they were good. They were playing for the ACC title game. They didn't <laughs>
1: have Mitch Trubisky as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you look at their schedule. Guess what? They got to go to Cal, which I believe they lost that game last year at home. So I'm not sure why we think they're going to go out to Cal and win. I think Cal's going to be improved. Then they got to go to East Carolina. Cal's well, going to ske- score
1: 1,000 points on them.
0: Well, who scheduled a home-and-home home with East Carolina? That's Talk about being cheap, huh? Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um Good for the East Carolina fans; they get to watch that game. But I'm telling you, that's not a gimme either. Then they then they host UCF, which I think we all think that's going to be a loss, especially if you think Cal's going to score a lot of points on them. So they could be one and two, zero oh, and three. And then it just doesn't get any easier. They play Pitt, and they got to play. Uh, they got to play Mi- Miami, and then Virginia Tech. I mean, they I, I'm had with you. I don't point three points per game last year. Yep. Right. Now they did, as I said, they did have half of their team was injured, but we have to remember that 10 players are suspended here because of this stupid shoot thing. Yep. So, you know, Larry Fedora should have probably jumped ship when he had the chance a couple of years ago. And now I think it just, I just don't, it's almost like an LSU situation. I just don't get a good vibe uh, for the Tar Heels in terms of their chances here. So NC state that you, this is the lock of the century. This is this is mortgage your house seven and a half and it's plus one twenty. What Rob? What's going on here? What what am I missing? It's
1: Ryan Finley. Disrespect is what it is. That dude is good, and nobody I, outside of like really like intense college football fans, NC State fans, and losers like us that have to do this for a living knows who he is. He's completely ignored. He's awesome, and that offense was awesome. And last year they were fun to watch. And I I mean, what was their record last year? I think they won 10 games. I thought they won 9. It might have been 10. Yeah, I don't see a way and he's back. Finley's back. I just don't see a way that they're going to they're gonna
0: go 7 and 5. I think 8 wins is the minimum for them. Well, here's what I think people, here's what I think is happening. They had a ton of guys drafted. Okay, they went 9 and 4 last year. They play a ton they of home ton games too early th- in the schedule, right? Right. They Yeah, they went 5 and 1 at home. So they had six home games. Uh, well, I guess a, out of 13. No, this year, you know. they
1: open with like a bunch of home oh. games,
0: I think. So, yeah. Well, so here's what I have them at this year. Okay, they got uh, five of their first six at home. Now, they were last season, they were five and one at home. So here, here's the way I see it. I have them minimum being five and one headed into the Clemson game. Okay? Say they lose. That's five and two. And say they even lose to Florida State. We throw that in there. That's still I still have them at nine and three easily. So yeah, I, don't I don't. I don't. Now, of course, we're not doing the math on how these all add up and whatnot. We're not that uh, elaborate, but uh, I just think that's. I think this one's easy money. I think, like you said, I love Finley. I think they got guys stepping in for some of the defensive linemen who left. I mean, they've been recruiting at a high level. This is a program that's producing a ton of talent. I keep trying to remind people of that. This is this is not a situation where it's like, OK, they got a few good players and then they're gone. Uh, you know, I was talking to a friend who's an NC State fan. And he told me, you know, look, I, I think uh, this is the year our offense puts up huge numbers and, and sort of picks up the slack for the defense as opposed to other years. So Finley's an NFL quarterback, like you said. I think they lost some talent, but I think they still Why have some more. Why
1: do you think is so But <laughs> Why don't more people know who this guy is, is my question, just because he's- I Kansas don't know. Stadium? He's been in
0: college for like 50 years. I mean, I think he was like class of 2012 or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have some friends that are pretty big college football fans, and I bet you if I ask them who Ryan Finley is, they'll think he's an actor.
0: Class of 2013. Yeah, wow. I mean, he's one of the few that's left standing. Um, but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm totally with you on this one, Rob. And I would put this as even above Georgia tech because of the value at plus 120. I just don't, I don't get it. I got them at nine easy and maybe they cracked 10 with an upset in there. Uh, what do you got going on over there? Got noise coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, we got a special guest appearance. All right, let's move on. Okay. Uh, Pitt moving on five and a half. Uh, Pitt struggled last year. They did play Miami tough. Did they beat Miami? They beat Miami late in the year, didn't they? No, they didn't. They almost beat them and then blow it, or did they beat them? Mm-hmm. I think they beat them. I can't. I can't. You know, boy, you tell me. Did a lot of research for this uh, for this podcast, but um, let's find let's find out what they did, and what they did. I'm pretty sure they beat Miami late in the year with. Uh, yeah, but they've had a lot of quarterback problems, and they've kind of they kind of ran into the same issue as. Uh, as Oregon did a couple years ago, where they were taking a bunch of transfers, they finished five and seven. Yeah, they did. Week. They beat
1: them twenty four fourteen. That's right. I remember this game.
0: But isn't that better than you remember? I don't really remember them going five and seven. I feel like they were four and eight. You know, but I guess that's where that that upset came in. But they got a tough schedule. They got to play Penn State. Uh, I mean, week two, they play UCF. By the way, UCF is. Kind of, how about a schedule, huh? I mean, like, I, think, I'm not, they not so go. bullish on your boys, by the way,
1: on your alma mater. I guess they're not your boys, but I, I just, I think the frost factor is a little bigger than we think it was, and I, I think it could be a, I think it could be an eight or nine win
0: campaign for for the knights. Well, right, but I mean, I think their over under is eight, so I mean, you know, that's not that's not ridiculous, but they go to UCF, which I don't I don't like that because I can tell you that that place, you know, that, that place will be full. And be lively and bouncing because uh, they love when a yeah, and they call the bounce house when a power five team comes in there. They got to go to Notre Dame, too. So, I mean, this is not, uh, this is not easy. So, I, I have, I see them with at least five losses. So, it's right on the fringe there. And I think I'm going to go under, uh, sadly, for the old Panthers. You got them at over, right? But you, you like Kenny Pickett, uh, the, the quarterback who kind of emerged uh, late in the year last year you should yeah he, he emerged late in the year last
1: year uh won that last game and you should see the stuff being written about this guy apparently like he hasn't thrown an interception in fall camp yet and he's been great and the thing is i, I hinge it on him and that the defense should be improved because pat is supposed to be a defensive guy he's got a track record of improving defenses that goes well beyond pit and if that's really the calling card, he can get the defense even turned around a little bit. And he has a quarterback that isn't, you know, Max Brown or whoever he was throwing out <laughs> before they before they found Pickett. I think you know this is a bowl eligible team. It's not like they're without talent. There's talent on this pit roster, uh, and there always seems to be. So that's kind of what I'm I'm hitching my star to. Yeah, that uh, I don't know. That's interesting. The Max uh, Brown like experience really was
0: some kind of disaster, wasn't it? I mean, just from the beginning it of the was. Rest, and- that's But that's the problem with those guys. It's basically 50-50. So the year before, they had Nathan Peterman, who was awesome and is now in the NFL. Uh, and then you try to do it again, and it's a total disaster. Now, we saw that at Oregon where they had Vernon Adams, who was awesome. And then the next year, they got that Dakota Pruecup Cup guy. And next thing you know, Mark Kelfrich is fired. <laughs> so, I mean, it. it, it <laughs> It's it's tough. You've got to recruit quarter. and that's hey. Guess what? We're talking about the same thing with Ed Orgeron. What happened? He had a decent quarterback that they got from Purdue, the transfer, and now he's doing it again this year. So, uh eh, just I think when you as a coach can't recruit quarterbacks consistently and develop them, you are going to run into trouble eventually. You're you're playing with fire. So they got a homegrown guy here. We'll see how he does. But I'm, I'm sadly I'm going to take the under for the old Panthers. All right, Syracuse five and a half also. Uh, <laughs> they got Eric Dungy. And and I think much like uh, NC State, we, we have to start thinking about how, the importance of how, a veteran quarterback in college football. I mean, it can cover up a lot of mistakes. Don't you agree? If you have a guy like Finley, you have a guy like Dungy. Dungy's tough as nails. He's experienced. Uh, he can run a little bit. I I just feel like he, he himself is worth a few wins, especially when you look at their schedule. He
1: missed some games last year,
0: right? Injury? Yeah. He got beat up. Well, he takes a beating. That's the problem. I mean, their offensive line struggled and he, he really took a beating, but you know, if he's healthy, he's not injured. I just, I see them covering that.
1: Boy, that defense was not good. I mean, it just was not good. And I don't know why, you know, looking at the recruiting class, and looking at the guys they have coming back, I don't know why we're going to assume it's going to be any better. I think six wins is a lot to ask of a team that's going to be an underdog in most of their games just from a talent stand- standpoint. They're just outclassed. I mean, it's nothing against Dino or anything like that. It's tough to win a Syracuse. And I don't think the talent is that improved right now that they're they're a eligible team. I, I think I think five and seven is in their future.
0: Uh, oh, so you're taking the under for them? I certainly okay, okay. At even? At even? No way. I'm taking the over. Give me Eric Dungey, the Oregon boy. Oregon native quarterback. We're taking him all the way to the top. Virginia, uh, their number is five. We'll kind of roll through them quickly. I'm counting them as losses for a lot of these teams when, when I'm playing those old schedule game here, Rob. Uh, if, based on how i picked against them for the other teams, I would have them at like 0-12. So, <laughs> um, yeah. just you know when you go through you're like win loss win loss. every time i think i've kind of i want you to be real honest
1: with me here and i mean i don't think anybody's going to hold this against us name a virginia player
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's a tough that is a tough one that is a really tough one i remember the let's see the running back what was his name I can't remember it. You got one or no? Only one I know.
1: And the only reason I know this is because I looked it up and then I recognized him. It Bryce Perkins, who was the quarterback at Arizona State who broke his neck. Uh, I, he was from Arizona when I was covering that region and he was a high schooler at that time. Once Arizona State breaks his neck, now he's gone to JUCO and he resurfaces as the starter at Virginia this year apparently. Uh, yes. So that's the only name I knew when I was really looking at the roster. You know, I used to know Quinn Blanding. I liked him. But now it's like name name a Virginia player is the new name of, pod, name of San Diego Padre.
0: Okay. So Jordan Ellis was the running back I was talking about. He's a senior from, from Peach G Ridge. Uh, I think I saw Lindell Stone, who's a backup quarterback, who I remember uh, dealing with because he trained with our boy Tony Ballard. Joey Blunt I remember definitely. He's a, a real real nice kid. Now that I'm looking, now that I'm scrolling through, but it's not like, you know, Evan Butts, who we know is Nick's favorite player, he's on the roster. Um, but it's it's tough. I mean, you're talking, these are kids we deal with. I mean, I know they offer, oh, my boy, Jalon Baker, I forgot about him from, uh, from Chattanooga last year. That, that was a great steal for them. I think if he wouldn't have signed with them. Uh, if he would have held out and not signed early, he would have ended up at like Alabama because he was like a six-foot-one corner and people were dying to get him. So they got a lot of guys here who haven't been assigned numbers yet, like half their roster. I'm not really sure what's going on with that. But uh, yeah, they basically have half, half their rosters and have numbers, but that's tough. I'm with you. It's tough. Uh, I think, you know, looking at over, you took the push at five. Yeah, just because like, Ooh. I didn't want to take
1: the over or under because they might as well be, you know, they might <laughs> The, the the most foreign i think if you laid every college football team out to me and was like which one of these teams do you know the least about it would probably be virginia
0: well i'm going the under because i can only count three wins on and off the top of my head and i think that uh, you know when our boy bronco was talking about how bad the team is and they have no good players i'm, I'm just going to defer to him <laughs> On that one, <laughs> just assume.
1: That was two years ago, Media Day. He was like, "I get happy." What did he say? I get happy when we stretch correctly, or something.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. They went two and ten last year. I'm gonna give them four. No, they and went eight two eight and ten year. two years ago. He they went to a bowl game.
1: Oh, oh, did they? Yeah, they oh, turned geez. it around, man. They they did. I think they won six. They won. I think they won six games last year.
0: Right, but you, they did lose two of their best players. They had two five stars. Yeah, the they lost Quinn Blanding, who for some reason didn't get drafted. I. Don't really know why. Right, and our boy Andrew Brown, uh, who I think believe did get drafted. Mm. So, uh, all right, moving on. Virginia Tech. This is a tough one. It's eight wins. I think you and I both feel like they're kind of undervalued, especially as I'm looking here. You know, uh, some of these games they're playing. I'm thinking, like, man, that's a tough game for said team. They open on Labor Day at Florida State. I love when Florida State plays on Labor Day. By the way, that reminds me of when I was a kid; they'd be playing Miami. On uh, on Labor Day, but then they got Bill and Mary week two. That's a that's There's a win. Two right? wins. Yeah. yeah, two wins. <laughs> yeah, that should count as two uh, since they're playing both of them. Uh, and then it's like ECU, Old Dominion. I mean, I got them even if they lose week week one to Florida State. I still got a four and Does one. ECU now Florida
1: play. Now. Did I miss a realignment thing? ECU is in the ACC now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so play ECU. The by the
0: way, ECU. ECU and UCF are both playing a, a mini ACC schedule, so big shout to both of those teams from the old Power Six. Um, I don't know. I think I'm going to go with a push here. What is the number eight? Eight. Uh, yeah, you got. You're taking the over, but I'm. I'm looking at. I feel like they're going to lose to Miami. I think they might get upset by Georgia Tech. Mm, might lose to Notre Dame. Might lose to Florida State. That makes puts them at eight and. Eight and four, so I'm, I'm going to go straight ahead with the push. They've got a returning quarterback who was kind of
1: good and kind of crappy last year, all at the same time. If he gets it straightened out, and plus Fuente is awesome, I, I really do believe in him as, as as a great head coach. And I think he's a guy that's going to have a lot of big time opportunities thrown his way when big time blue chip coaches start retiring. I I think that I think it's the ten win team.
0: Yeah, I, I, I like him as a coach. I think he's I think he is a good coach. I just think. Uh, I think they have a tough schedule. I mean, you know, so like I said, the loss has got to come somewhere for some of these teams. So, uh, but I think 8 4 would be a good year for them. All right. Last but not least, Wake Forest, six and a half. You're taking the under here. I like Wake Forest. I actually like their coach a lot. I found like when they didn't have a when they didn't have one of the radio broadcasters giving the plays away to the other team, <laughs> <laughs> they're actually pretty good. You'll figure. Yeah, they're, they're pretty good. I think they're three and zero headed into the Notre Dame game. I think they're four and two headed into Clemson. Uh, and even if they lose to Clemson and Florida State, uh, I think they get to six, seven, maybe even eight wins. So guess what? Give me the over. I, uh, the one thing is the quarterback. I think their quarterback is suspended to start the season, and that's kind of a sticky situation. But uh, I think they can kind of weather the storm, especially because, like I said, they go they open a year against Tulane, who I think we both like. We decided that we really like them. And he talks off the call, Tulane Townsend Townsend, excuse me, Boston College, Notre Dame. I still think they're I still think they're three and zero. I think they're
1: losing up. to Tulane, my friend.
0: Well, guess what? Our, our friend of the show and previous podcast guest Willie Fritz, that game is going to be uh, highly watched because it's going to be on a Thursday night. It's at Tulane in New Orleans. Wake Forest is losing that game. <laughs> yeah, it's oh, going to uh, be a Thursday night game show? in New
1: Orleans I, at the new stadium. <laughs>
0: yeah, going to be a lot of bed check. You uh, got to make sure everyone's in bed there. The old uh, Bourbon Street, right down the street from Tulane's campus. So that one could be – you could be right. Do you remember last boy.
1: year – and I think it's safe to tell this story now – where I was in New Orleans for a thing before the bowl game. And I was like – I saw Troy's entire team out at the bar I was at. They were getting after it and I i put in a bet against them and then they just rolled whoever they played. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: it's pretty good. Um, yeah, way to go. Way to go, Troy. All right, moving on. Uh, we got a few – we need to we need to roll fast and furious. I'm trying to find the over-under for the Big 12. So let's uh, – because we had a conference call in 13 minutes, right?
1: Oh, I forgot about that.
0: Uh, Baylor, six. You're taking the under. I think that's a, that's a high number based on how they were last year. I don't right? know really what's changed.
1: I, I mean, I still, for some reason, think Matt Rule's a great coach. I
0: I don't know why they're going to all of a sudden be
1: miraculously that much better.
0: Uh, I think Matt Rule is a good coach. I think uh Baylor, I think you know, Jalen Hurd was gonna help. I think they got a, a you know, an influx of talent at some other positions with some transfers, but that's six is a big number. I mean they they're their out of conference schedule is relatively easy. Uh, but I just think that back half trying to get to six is is rough. So I think I'm gonna take the under two, or maybe I could see it being a push though. I think they're gonna be improved. Iowa State six. Rob, you're down on them. You think Matt Campbell's a one-hit wonder, you've decided he's not a good coach. See, uh I put so. words in my mouth
1: here. I just think that maybe we've coronated them a little bit too quickly. I, I, I've laid out on this podcast before. It's the same thing with the last coach and Paul Rhodes, where he had a good year and everybody was like, Wow, the greatest young coach in the country is Paul Rhodes, and then they have to fire him. They're just they don't have the talent on the roster. I they're gonna be outclassed in almost all of their games, not all of them, all of their big 12 games. And I just, I just can't see them going seven and five. Again. I think six and six is fine for the Clones.
0: Yeah, I think six, you took the under. I think a push is probably best case scenario looking at their schedule. So uh, I'm going to go with the push at six, but I, I think, yeah, probably. Uh, Oklahoma, 10. Rob, you're taking the, the value bet in the over at, at plus 110. And count me as uh, Mr. Skeptical. so let's let's hear. Yeah, it you don't like
1: Kyler case. as much as I do. I think mm-hmm. Kyler's going to be I fine in the Lincoln Riley offense. I think that the schedule's soft. I think that Oklahoma is clearly more talented than every team in this conference. I think they're going 11 and one.
0: Yeah, I think they're going to be five and0 oh, uh, headed into the Texas game. I think that they, you know, after Texas and TCU back you know back to back, they could be six and six and one. So that that just leaves the the back half I mean uh, I think though I think they lose twice so I think I'm taking a push or the under there uh, you know just because I, I just I don't know I, I I don't I don't trust Kyler Murray I'm sorry you know everyone thinks he's everyone's you know you want to crown him crown his butt okay but uh, I'm not I, the last the last thing memory I have of Kyler Murray is if him just you know, being outmatched in that Under Armour All-American game. And after we had been told he was the greatest player of all time. Uh, so you
1: think that Kyler Murray is the player version of Matt Campbell?
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. And listen, he's probably exciting. He can run around. They, I, you know, I love their, their offense, but uh, I'm just not sure that Austin Kendall isn't the move. And I, I, you know, you can say what you want about this baseball thing. I'm glad he's coming back to play, but. I don't know. Part of me might have just said, "Hey, let's let's move on." If I was Oklahoma, but that's that's my personal opinion uh, on the topic. I just said, you know, I've never been. A, I've just have never been a very big fan of him, and uh, you know, what can you say? I'm a hater. So well, <laughs> Oklahoma State, I
1: think, way under with Oklahoma State. I nobody lost more than them, I, and. Mike Gundy deserves a down here. He's been so awesome. The team's so good usually. But man, I look at the roster now and it's, they're filling holes everywhere, it seems like. This you know, they play West Virginia at home. They could lose that game. I would have to go to Kansas State and TCU. I think they probably lose both of those games. I I think they get to seven, but it's gonna be a fight. I seven and a half, I take the under, especially at the value at plus one twenty. I, I like it a lot.
0: Yeah, they do have a tough schedule. Boise State coming to Oklahoma State. Boy, I feel like that's a that's a loss waiting to happen. Um, but uh, where do you see the other losses? I guess West Virginia, TCU, Oklahoma, Texas. Oh, you oh, You yeah, you're always high on K State. So, um, so all these Bill's
1: there, I, I mean, I don't, and he has a returning quarterback. I don't see why not. And I, I man. That's a tough place to play, too. Those road games in Manhattan, are, like, they can get tricky.
0: All right. We'll get to them in a minute. That's seven. So I would take the under. I think they go seven and five. I just think the quarterback situation, uh, I think they're starting a former walk-on. and I, I just I don't, I don't like it. Uh, Kansas, three. Uh, poor Kansas. Well,
1: that's the exact same number of games Dave Beattie has won in his entire tenure at Kansas. So we're wanting him to, to win one more game than he's won in his Kansas
0: career this season. They could beat Rutgers. In week three, they got Nichols State. That's a win. Central Michigan. That's going to be a tough one. But I mean, they they could be three and zero. Wouldn't that be something? I feel like we do this every year
1: with them, When we look at the schedule and we're like, well, they could be three and zero, and then they lose,
0: you know, to Rutgers. Let me tell you something. If if uh, our boy Puka Williams from New Orleans is eligible to play, he will single handedly win a game by himself this year. He's going to be a revelation. He's going to put up huge numbers. You want to talk about fantasy, college fantasy football product on Yahoo Sports? Draft my boy Puka because no, no one's going to ever think to draft a guy from The talent should be anything. better this year. I mean, they've got the DB
1: that they got out of New Orleans that you and I both love, Harris. They, they have some yeah. returning guys that were okay on defense. Like this sounds crazy. Their defense wasn't that bad last year. It was okay. <laughs> like, the offense just – I mean, I guess it was a little bit worse than okay, but it wasn't like laughable. The offense has trouble moving the ball. I, the defense—I mean, maybe a push—but I'm putting them at uh, I'm putting them at three wins. At the push. under is That's minus one seventy, and like like I say, they didn't build
0: those giant palaces in the desert because those lines are often wrong. All right, moving on. Kansas State. We talked about them briefly. They got a low number this year, six. You said they have a returning quarterback, but do they really? They have well, they get two. They've got Dalton they and a, they've got Skyler
1: Thomas, who both played last year and played pretty well uh, when they played. You know, they battled their Dalton battled injury. Uh, Skyler was, you know, I don't know who's going to start, but at least either one of them has some game experience. It looked pretty good in their game experience.
0: Well, they got Mississippi State coming to Manhattan. I think that's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, but I still think I still think they're two and one headed into West Virginia I'm gonna give them a loss there because I, I really like West Virginia uh they could be two and three after the Texas game but then they got Baylor Oklahoma State you know that gets them to four yeah, They play Kansas gets them to five Iowa State and Texas Tech so I think they get to seven uh even even in a uh, if I'm being you know, super conservative about the game, so I, I agree with you there on the over, on the old uh, Wildcats TCU eight. They seem to be a trendy pick here, but uh, you want to talk about being skeptical of a quarterback? Count me as Mr. Skeptical on uh, Sean Robinson, who uh, Nick took a ton of flack for for being doubting him in high school. And I, I tend to side with Nick there. I think they play, they they host what is it? is the Ohio State game a neutral site game?
1: Yeah, it's. Uh... I think it's in
0: in Jerry world. Well, regardless, it's in Texas. I, I I think I think they could be one in three, and you're going to think I'm insane. <laughs> I I really think they could be one in three after after uh, four games, which would be crazy. Um, but I, I I don't know. I don't like that number. I think I think TCU is overrated, so uh, I'm going to take the under uh, at eight wins. You, you were taking the over, right?
1: Yeah, I'm taking the over. I did, I don't even if Robinson's not that good. This defense in a league that plays very little defense or very little successful defense either. I mean, anyway, you could argue that you know that has a lot to do with the offenses. Always stands out. You know, Gary Patterson. That's his thing. The defense is going to be fine, and I don't think the schedule is as hard as you think it is. I I I don't know. I look at it. I.
0: I think they're going to lose to SMU. I think they're going to lose to SMU. What if
1: they – I mean they're going to lose the team without a coach for sure? Like if
0: – No, That's going to be wrapped up by the time people listen to this. Urban they will be – Well, know, that's not – OK. Field, so but even so. if he is,
1: let's – I'm not saying they're going to beat Ohio State. I'm saying they could. I mean they could beat Ohio State especially with everything that's gone on there. You want to talk about distractions in camp. I. It's A major national oh, story. Listen,
0: you want to talk about Sean Robinson throwing four interceptions? I'm, t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm out. Justin Rogers will be starting by the time they play uh, Kansas. Justin Rogers will be the starting quarterback. That's my uh, Down right, a very Pick specific, specific bold
1: prediction. I'm on the over. I don't think the yeah, schedule is as hard as you think it is.
0: I see losses at
1: West Virginia or against West Virginia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and that's it.
0: Okay. All right. Moving on. We got to go quickly. Texas, you take the over at eight and a half. Rob, talk about a stunning pick. You usually love to hate on Texas. So what? what you just let, think they got easy schedule? Yeah, the schedule, the schedule
1: sets up for them, especially late. Uh, I think it's conceivable that you know they can beat USC. Uh, USC has no quarterback right now. We don't know what JT Daniels is going to look like if they roll him out there. I think Maryland is a disaster. They're not going to lose that game again especially with what's going on there. Talk about a team with no coach and they should have more talent anyway. I just think it sets up well for Texas. Uh, I think that they can get the nine wins.
0: Yeah, it's tough. I think I'm going to take the under. I think they're going to go eight and four. Uh, And I'm not very confident in that pick. I think their schedule is kind of tough to read. It depends on how much you value TCU and USC who are, you know, relative unknown starting young quarterbacks, even, you know, but, the Maryland game, which was shaping up to be really tough, now it looks like it's going to probably be easier based on all the drama going I on. I took the there. under so, on Texas
1: uh, last year, and good on the, you know, I got told I was, I got cursed out and it was bad. It was like a six page thread on the Texas board. And finally, some guy was like, I will bet you $100. And I was like, I like, obviously can't bet you, uh, but, you know, you can make a donation. And he did. He actually did after they fell on their face and didn't hit the over. He donated to the Boys and Girls Club in my name. So good on him.
0: Oh, I thought, I, thought, I thought the official charity of the podcast was Jalen O's Leadership Academy. So it was a big shout to Jalen. So I'm uh, moving on. Tech, we got two more, and I think we're going to have to call it and do uh, – which, which which are the conference uh, – what are we doing tomorrow or the day after Pac-12. tomorrow? Pac-12. We also just completely skipped the SEC. Well, that's what I'm saying. We'll do the SEC and Pac-12 uh, tomorrow. So uh, Texas Tech, win total six. You're taking the under – as much as I like our boy Cliff, I'm going to take the under as well. I think he's going to get fired.
1: I sc- scared money doesn't he play. play. He knows he's coaching for his job. He almost got fired last year, saved it in the last game. Doesn't have a returning quarterback. He's going to throw the ball every down. It's it's not going to go well.
0: Not only did he think he was getting fired, I think we wrote three or four stories about, about him. Can. Being fired. Yeah, never ran. Hopefully, uh, editors,
1: I uh, hope well, he still. Got know, and obviously, I never want anybody to get fired. I hope he saves his job and I like him. He was a guest on this podcast.
0: Right, I like him too. I I think he's a cool guy. I think he actually is a good coach. I just think it's a tough uh, it's a tough road for him there at Texas Tech. So I'm going to take the under. Last but not least, West Virginia seven and a half. Rob, I just uh, just called my uh, I just called my mortgage guy, and we're going to put a, a hundred grand on uh, on my, the the title to my home on West Virginia to take the over. I think there's some concerns about their defense, but I love them. Uh, and you are taking me over as well. Yeah, I have, sold all of I have sold there. all of my possessions already, and I'm planning on <laughs> – I don't know. That <laughs> yeah, I think between, between this, NC State, and Georgia Tech, we love Will Greer. We love David Sills. I think their offense is going to be amazing, and I think in the Big 12, even with that offense, you're going to get eight win- – even if they have the worst defense known to man. I it's going to be pretty great before, when they so. show up with four scholarship defensive
1: backs and still hang 50 on Tennessee in week one. Right,
0: exactly. That's that's something to watch for for sure. So, all right, we have a conference call to get to. Those are our picks. Uh, I will log them. We will keep track of them and see how we do. We will be back. We're going to we're going to do this all week. Roll through the other conferences. I think we have two more pods to do before the week is out. So uh, so be sure to tell a friend, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes, and we'll be back uh, with another episode coming up later this week.